Hey, 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 it's Carrington from Real Dudes Podcast, here to bring you another exciting and fantastic July extravaganza as this winds down. I definitely do have enough topics to keep us going to the end of the month, which will be fantastic. And this is one I've been wanting to cover since the beginning. And what do I mean by that? So when I was growing up, uh, my hobbies, my interests were very few and far between when it comes to being able to share those things with other people. So let's take Star Wars, for example. When I was growing up, Star Wars, I mean, it's not like it, it's not like people didn't know what Star Wars was, but not everyone loves Star Wars, not the way they do now. So if finding another person that likes Star Wars was really hard, especially living in Ohio. It was something I just grew up loving from the time, uh, I, I, for as long as I can remember. I, I really can't tell you how my dad got us into it. I just know we love Star Wars. All of us did, the entire family. And there were other people that we knew, other friends and families and stuff that did like Star Wars. But like I said, those, those people were very few and far in between. Fast forward maybe another 10 to 15 years. You know, now we're in the 2000s, mid-2000s. And the internet popped up. Well, I shouldn't say it popped up. The internet had been around throughout that time, obviously. But it's becoming more and more part of people's lives, you know. And with that comes social media. Now, nowadays, and this is what the thing that I was going to talk about. I feel like social media has changed everything when it comes to niche hobbies. Are niche hobbies really still niche? Now, I chose Star Wars because I feel like everyone out there can relate to Star Wars. Not everyone can relate to every little interest that I have, but everyone can at least relate to Star Wars. And you probably, maybe you feel the same. Maybe you were, when you were growing up, you're my age. You know, I'm 29. So growing up in the 90s, uh, certainly was different if you like Star Wars. And you can probably relate to that as well if you like Star Wars and you grew up in the 90s with that as well. So what do I mean by that? I feel like, I'm, and you probably feel this way as well when it comes to Star Wars, Star Trek, any other maybe nerdy or geeky thing, even video games, even you know Sonic, Mario, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy, you know, even stuff like that was very niche and it was very hard to find another person who may have liked those same hobbies that you had in the, you know, nerd and geek community. Even like, you know, D&D too, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, that was those groups, those kinds of people really hard to come by. So if you found other people like that, you kind of just would, you know, be friends with them. You in a way, you were almost forced to because you had these interests that no one else shared, really, when it comes to like the general public. And so I just find that fascinating with things like social media. There are a bunch of niche hobbies that are popping up. Not just, they're not so, they're still niche, but they're not, they're not as rare to find another being anymore. If if that's if that's what I'm getting at, 
So are they still super niche? Are they still offbeat? Are they still unique in a way? That's kind of what I wanted to explore today, just when you really think about it. And there are other hobbies out there, certainly, that are still very niche. And, you know, one that I in, really enjoy uh, is speedrunning. When it comes to speedrunning a game, for those that don't know, I mean, I, I, I we've talked about this before on the podcast, how speedrunning is es- essentially, you know, you take a game, take any game, and you beat it as fast as you can. And then there are categories within speedrunning. Let's take Mario, for example. There's no warp percentage, which means you don't take any warps to advance any further. Because, you know, in World 1-2, there's those pipes that you can go to straight to World 4. So no warp would mean you don't take those shortcuts. There's any percentage, which means... um, you would take any means necessary to complete the game as quickly as possible. And certain games have more percentages or have more restrictions than that. But those are just a couple. Uh, and so speedrunning is something that I, re- I really enjoy, by the way. As a viewer, uh, not as a participant, I'm, I don't. I, I don't have that kind of patience or time to really devote myself to that skill because it is a skill to to do something like that but with social media i would have never found out if it wasn't for youtube that speed running was even a thing honestly you know i there i did have sort of a speed run kind of sort of with certain games that i would like to complete um be like oh i wonder how fast i can complete this today or maybe how fast can i complete this you know this weekend or or whatever you know but I never knew that that was a thing people did. But thanks to the internet, I found out speed running was a legitimate thing that people do and and make a career out of, essentially. And I, I find that so fascinating and so, so cool at the same time. But without social media, without stuff like YouTube and Twitter and all that stuff, I would have never found out about that. So how unique really is... is your hobby nowadays you know let's just take video games or comics for example comics have really exploded here in the past 10 to 15 years how unique is is that hobby nowadays now it's funny how you can go on the internet and you'll find a billion other people with that same hobby and the same interest that you have at that same level you know that's really cool but then you go out into the real world you know, you go to work, you go to the office or however you go to work. And then you, it's like almost like a reality check. Like people have no idea. You know, when I go into work, I'm one of like three, no, one of four gamers in my, so I'm one of two gamers in my department. And then there's two other gamers that I know of that are, that sit near me. In an office, and just my floor. Let's just take let's just take my floor. You know, there's probably a good eighty people. So four to eighty are gamers, and on my floor that I know of, but I only know of because either they talk about it, or they wear something, or there's something on their in their cube or desk that reflects that they have that interest. 
So I get a wake up call every day when I go to work, how, how unique having an interest in video games really is, or having a really big interest in something like star Wars, how, how unique that really is. So on one hand, when you go online, your unique hobby isn't so unique anymore. But when you go into the real world, you're still looked at like, you still love that stuff? That stuff is for kids, right? And, and I've had that spoken to me before. You know, when it comes to like video games, like how, how do you play video games still? You know, that that's for kids. In my department, no one in my department has said that, but I know people within my floor who have said that to me. And are shocked by the fact that, you know, I'm 30 and I quote unquote haven't outgrown games. It's still a perception that a lot of people have, and they're not the only ones that I've I've come across in my lifetime that have that perception about video games, really. It's crazy how certain things are seen as weird or off-brand or just quirky. But you go online, it is the normal. And these people that have that mentality that, say, video games are, are for kids... I can tell you they don't spend a whole lot of time, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, or well, maybe Facebook, probably, but not certainly not Twitter or Instagram or YouTube for that matter, because YouTube, YouTube's revenue, one of the things they they get revenue from is, is video games, and that's one of the top things. I mean, look up Fortnite and Minecraft; they're making tons of money off those things. So there's no way if they're a regular watcher of YouTube, there's no way that they have that perception that YouTube is for kids. Well, maybe, maybe, because YouTube and Minecraft are geared towards kids. That would be something interesting to explore. You know, what do those people use YouTube for? Because certainly the algorithm's not serving them things like Markiplier or PewDiePie or something like that. So I would be interested to know what, what those kinds of people listen or watch on YouTube. And then, you know, the more I think about it, the more how weird it is for me to grow up as a huge Star Wars fan, huge Star Wars fan. I know a lot of random facts. I don't know everything. I'll admit it. I don't know everything, but I know a lot of random facts about the Star Wars universe. And people just accepted me for who I am. They may have thought I was weird, but they did accept me for who I was, at least. they didn't make. I was never made fun of growing up or anything like that for my interests and looking back, I realized that's very unique, a unique experience that I had. But I guess it's because I also love sports and that was seen as normal. I still love sports. I think that's weird to me, I guess. How a lot of people within the gaming community are not as interested in sports as I thought they would because all it is... I mean, a bunch of it is just statistics and statistics by nature is seen as nerdy or geeky, you know, and not having that interest in sports, but having an interest in esports fascinates me on so many levels of uh, those people within our community that, that certainly have that, you know, all, they'll watch, you know, the Overwatch League, but they won't watch the NFL or the NBA or MLB. I mean, 
I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything. I just find that that interesting how that there are those people out there that will watch esports but won't watch sports when sports in general all it is is statistics and luck. And and to me that's why I watch the game. That's why I want to watch it because how you never know what's going to happen. So yeah, sure, the Patriots, the New England Patriots might win the Super Bowl again next year. But at the same time, you want to see them fail. Who can overthrow them? Who can beat them? And when they do lose in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs or whatever, oh, let's let's face it, they, they haven't been knocked out of the playoffs in a very long time. So either in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, whenever they do get knocked out, you know, it's a big deal in the NFL community when that happens. It's a big deal right now that they're winning. So no matter what they do, it's a big deal. But yet, there are people within the gaming community that that just flat out do not care at all. But they'll watch, you know, Dota. They'll watch Fortnite. They'll watch Overwatch. I don't know. It's just something to think about. But I, I will I will pass that question on to you as well. Do you feel like social media has changed things? Is a niche hobby still niche? Is it still unique? Anyway, you know how to reach out to us. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Real Dudes Pod. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you. Or like I heard recently from, you know, someone DM'd me directly on Reddit. So, you know, you can DM me that way too as well. I hope this is something that I know... I, we don't usually bring up topics for you to sit back and think about, but it was something that I've had on my mind recently in the past month or so. I heard Funhouse talk about it recently and it got me thinking. And so I just want to get that word out to as many people as possible and ask them the same thing. So if you're listening, I'm asking you the same thing. Are niche hobbies still unique? Are they still special? You know, I'm, I'm certain if you're listening to this show that growing up, your hobbies were certainly unique but are they still unique today? So as always, have a rad day.